is my insurance company going to pay for the uh, services that I need here in the dental office? Uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Let me look. Um, I don't think they're going to pay for it. Well, if my insurance company is not going to pay for it, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, but I mean, I think you need the service. I, I'm pretty sure you need the services. Um, let me go talk to the doctor. Um, yeah. Well, if my insurance company doesn't pay for it, then you, I probably don't need the services because they're smarter than you. And if they don't cover it, then I probably don't need it. You're just probably trying to sell me something. Yeah, but the insurance companies, you know, they don't always pay for everything, but I understand how you feel. And yeah, I mean, maybe you don't need the work because the insurance isn't going to pay for it. Let's treat to your insurance company because I think they are there to, you know, want to do the right thing for you all the time. They have your best interests at heart and they know what what needs to really be done. So yeah, the treatment plan I gave to you, let's eliminate a couple of those things because we definitely don't need to do it. Well, do I need the rest of this stuff because does my insurance company pay for that? Um, no, they're not going to pay for that. Okay, well, maybe they'll pay a portion. Well, if they're only going to pay a portion, I don't know. If I if the insurance company is not going to pay for it, I don't want to do the service. Yeah, the, you probably don't need it. I, I don't... Let's begin our podcast right there before I blow a gasket. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. I think we can all agree that dental insurance uh, shouldn't even be called dental insurance. It should be called dental benefit plan, a dental benefit plan. But how often do we hear if if my dental insurance isn't going to pay for it, blah, blah, blah. And then I've seen how that has translated onto many, many, many dental practices. Dental practices, I want you to think about this. Um, I see so many treating to the insurance company. I see so many offices so afraid to collect for any additional uh, treatment that might be needed, like a cosmetic upgrade. Can we just say cosmetic upgrade? Can we just say that if you're on a dental plan, I'm, I'm not even definitely not going to get into what we uh, what we teach here at my practice, my business, and what we know to be truth, and what we know that you can do with your patients in offering added value service. But let's just go to one simple thing, which I think most people across the country would agree on. If you're doing a cosmetic case, an anterior cosmetic case, do you just charge what the insurance plan pays? That's a good question, right? Because those crowns, if you send those to the lab, they cost a lot more money. If you're doing them on CAD CAM, they take a lot more time. And are you going to charge just that one code, one description, one fee from a dental plan. How about your own fee-for-service fee? Are you just going to charge what your fee-for-service fee is? Have, have you ever looked at your direct operating cost per hour? Another thing we teach. It's a business concept we teach here at my practice, my business, that if you understood, if you truly understood that business concept, you wouldn't do half the things you do. Okay. So dental insurance plans don't pay for tooth whitening, do they? Yet you charge the patient directly for it, right? You don't have a problem doing that? No. 
Dental insurance plans don't pay for those electric toothbrushes that you uh, recommend to your perio patients and others for uh, increased oral health, right? Yet the the majority of offices, uh, I do believe you charge your patients for them, right? How many dental insurance plans actually pay for dental implants? Isn't that interesting? That becomes a non-covered service. You can argue that one and win that battle every time. Yet, I won't even get into that point. But let's just say that they don't pay for dental implants. Yet, every office seems to charge for placement of those, right? Now, they do regulate the fees on those on most, but but they don't pay for them, do they? So what am I... What am I getting at, you might ask, is simple. The majority of dental teams have been brainwashed into thinking that if dental insurance won't pay for it, heaven forbid, you actually charge the patient directly for services the PPO plan won't cover. Oh my gosh, I can't possibly. I have relationships with my patients. I can't possibly charge them for more. I love them. And they come here because we have taught them how to have free dentistry. And that's why they love you, really. They don't love you any for any other reason. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The, it, it's like <laughs> you've been so brainwashed in thinking that, that you cannot charge the patient or that heaven forbid that you do charge the patient for, for services that those PPO plans don't cover. I, I learned many years ago never to treat the PPO patient to their insurance plan. Oh, I'm so grateful for mentors that taught me that. Imagine doing an anterior case from tooth number four to tooth number 13. We're going to go back to the, that cosmetic-driven case. You want the best for that PPO patient, don't you? I know all you docs do. I know you docs care. I know your teams care. You want that smile to really pop beautifully with amazing translucent teeth with slight color variations from the middle third to the incisal third. Maybe some... I1 incisal edging on the, and, and, and for those of you who actually do staining with your cat cam, you know what I'm talking about. You want that I1, that incisal translucent shade to pop a little bit, not a lot, just a little. And some small portions of chalky white to mimic what they had before. And, and instead, and, 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 and they insisted that they have on their new crowns. They're insisting, like the patient, um, maybe you have a smile design catalog that you use for the patient to show different types of smile lines from soft corner edges to, to that Hollywood grin or whatever it might be. Maybe some of you are using uh, labs that you don't just check, uh, yeah, I'd like A1, yeah, I'd like O3O. But maybe you actually map out the teeth, what you want on them to give them the characterization they deserve. Because when you send them into high-end labs, those patients, to have custom shading, when you send them in, they'll actually customize the crowns. And you know what I'm talking about. They're just not one color. So will the, will the $100 a unit lab be able to follow any requests that I just mentioned earlier? Uh, no, they don't. Just put A1, just put 040. Don't ask them to customize. They don't know how to do that. How do I know? I sent in a case to, 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 I sent a case, I took two impressions one time just to prove my point. And I sent one to a lab that, oh, we do great work, yada, yada, woof, woof. No, they're just scanning and, and milling and popping out everything they possibly can as fast as they can. Then I sent it to another lab, guy who used to be next to me. He's fantastic. Uh, 
I sent the same script to both. And boy, I'll tell you the $100 crowns that I got back versus the $220 crowns that I got back were night and day, night and day. Okay. So you're going to have to run with the high-end lab or put some time into your CEREC unit when you make the crowns if you want the better units. And remember, time is money, though. Time is money. Same with the lab. Time is money. It takes some time. They're going to charge you more. If you have that, that CAD CAM technology CEREC in there, time is money. When you make those beautiful crowns, they cost more. Either way, to accomplish the, these amazing crowns, you're going to need to go with the more expensive technology, whether in a lab or in your office, if you want those beautiful crowns. So your patient is insured, and the plan states that you have to charge the contracted amount regardless of maximums meant, regardless of maximums that they meet, I should say like that. And the reimbursement fee is $650 per crown. In your lab fee, let's say you're using a lab that's $285 per unit or the equivalent in CAD CAM fees. What do I mean by the equivalent? I mean, you know, that, that CEREC technology, didn't it cost you like $150,000 plus? What about the stains that you get? What about your time involved? I'll tell you, nobody thinks about those things, do you? So you're not going to be profitable at that $650 per unit. It's that simple, people. You're not profitable when you look at your DOC per hour to run your practice. So can you charge the PPO patient a cosmetic upgrade fee for those amazing lifelike crowns? And the real question is, will you charge your patient an additional fee? That's the actual question. That's what this podcast is all about. Will you charge your patient an additional fee that the insurance plan is not going to pay a percentage of, not going to pay at all. How many of you hesitate to charge for what you do? And yes, your PPO plan contract will allow you to charge a cosmetic fee payable by the patient direct to you. It's right in your contract. You know, you know, the contract you never read, the contract your front office never read, the contract that, that Uncle Pete never read for you, you know, that he's your CPA, whatever it might be. My gosh. It's this simple. The premiums paid out by your patient's place of work or the patient themselves for their plans, that premium is not high enough to cover dental. It's not high enough for the dental insurance plan to cover dental procedures at a price point that is high enough for you to even break even, let alone be profitable on. So why do you insist on treating to the insurance plan? They're not going to pay for it. Why are you so afraid of telling the patient that their out-of-pocket expense is going to be higher than what they might have experienced in the past? And what I noticed, too, is some of you who will do that with crowns just couldn't possibly do that with any other procedure. You'll justify one, but not justify others. No business does that, people. They have the same protocol across the, across the board. And every time I talk with someone about any type of value-added service, I almost always get the question, but will dental insurance pay for it? Of course they won't. Of course they do not. 
Dental insurance plans will never pay for any additional value-added services, let alone procedures that are actually listed on the fee schedule you get when you sign up for their contract. How many of them say it's inclusive? How many of them say, my God, just this drives me insane. Folks, you don't know how to push back. And that's what just breaks my heart sometimes. That's where when people come through training, they have that aha moment like, oh my gosh, that's how you charge for value-added service. That's how you do it. That's how I can be profitable with PPO plans. <laughs> uh, let's say you need an oral facial image to prove the need for treatment. An oral facial image. You whip out your, your wand, your Harry Potter wand with the little light on the end, and it takes a picture. And yet the insurance plan won't pay for the oral facial image. D0350. It's a CDT code. Oh, believe me. They'll try to remove that at one day, probably after I'm done practicing. But they won't pay for it. They used to pay for it. Back when I lectured for, uh, for uh, an oral facial imaging company, uh, they used to pay for it all the time. Back in, in, in the mid-2000s, they would pay for it like x-rays. And then they saw the frequency and then they eliminated it, which goes to a whole other podcast I did. And then this is what I hear at the office. Oh, Rob. It only takes a few minutes to take a photo. Why would I charge for it? <laughs> God. Well, let's see. That camera wasn't free. The operatory wasn't free. Uh, you don't work for free, or do you? No, you do. You work for free all the time because with that business mentality, you're crushing your practice all the time. Unbelievable. By the way, I... I switched to DigiDoc, uh, got a DigiDoc camera. I'm getting DigiDoc cameras throughout all my operatories now. Unbelievable. I love them. Uh, and I, I get nothing for saying that. Just like whenever I use something that I really like, I just tell all you guys. So the patient comes in for a limited exam. Let's say you smooth off a fractured tooth that, that's cutting into the patient's tongue. And, and you do a pulp test on it. You do a pulp test on the tooth to see if it's vital. You take a bite wing and periapical x-ray on that tooth because those two x-rays tell you a different story. So I like those. That's, that's me. And you take an intraoral photo of it too. There are six codes that you can actually use on this one visit. There's so many of you don't because heaven forbid we charge a patient for what we do. If you've ever taken yourself or one of your children into Instacare, uh, yeah, they charge for all that stuff. But don't you do it in dentistry. Heaven forbid you actually get paid fairly for what you do. And yet the patient's insurance will only pay for one of those codes in dental. Maybe two at the best. So what do you do? You write off the rest. Or worse, you don't even code the work you just did. You don't even code it. You did it, but you didn't code it. Four-name law firms love it when we do that. Again, you just treated to the dictates of the insurance perceived ideologies and the perceptions are yours and yours alone, doc, and your front office team members. So you just, because you've never been taught how to push back against the insurance companies. So you, those perceived ideologies just crush your practice all the time. I call them philosophies, the philosophies of the dental practice, do free dentistry. Yet you could have charged for all of them if you knew how to do it. But hey, since the insurance isn't going to pay for it, why would you even think about charging for what you just did? Would medical charge for all those codes? Damn right they would. They bill for everything. So does VET. So does Cairo. So does 
big old tires. So does a grocery store. So do, do I need to go on and on? Yet dentists are made to feel guilty to charge for their services. Shame on you. And it's not our fault always. We just don't have any business training. So we'll, we'll plead ignorance. <laughs> Doc, dental team, friends, do you realize you are conditioning your patient to receive free dentistry at your office when you do this stuff? Forget the value-added services that we discussed earlier on the, on the crowns. We're talking about codes you actually contracted with, and just because the patient's dental plan won't pay for it, you are, again, writing off codes you should be charging for. And when dental insurance companies push back and try to say, well, you can't charge for a limited and a palliative in the same day or whatever it might be, it's like you need to learn how to charge for both of them and how to push back to the insurance company so that when you call in or a claim comes in, a pop-up comes in over their system that says, don't mess with this office, that they know what they're doing. Would medical write off that stuff? Nope. You'd get a bill in the mail right after your medical insurance paid their portion. And again, do you want to complain about dental insurance plans or do you want to actually charge your patients for the dentistry you performed? Is it us? Is it the dental insurance company? Who do we really have to blame for what we do? A, a lot of it falls on us. In fact, I, I, I teach that the majority falls on us. Dental insurance isn't real insurance. At least the insurance part isn't real. It really behaves and acts like a dental benefit plan. And the more you educate your patients, let me say that again. The more you take 30 seconds to educate your patients on this talking point, the easier it is to not feel guilty for charging them for the dentistry that you do, and the easier it will be for them to accept the fact that insurance plans do not pay for everything like you have preconditioned them to think. Think about that. Is it the insurance companies or is it us? Yeah. You have cost of goods, Doc. You have direct operating costs to run your business, right? If there are codes, descriptions, and fees for what you do, then for heaven's sake, charge your patient for them. Stop conditioning your patients to receive free dentistry. You didn't go to dental school. You didn't pay all that tuition, make all those sacrifices just to be taken advantage of. Your team would like to have a raise. Maybe they could institute a bonus program, but dental team members, you can't draw from a dry well. If you're not collecting it, uh, if you're not charging for it, you can't collect it. And if you have philosophies that don't allow you to collect it, that's on you too. If dental insurance doesn't pay for it, charge the patient. It really is that simple. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America. Two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans. Three, 
how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending, and four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.